Greetings, listeners. This is James Strickland from Holland Park Baptist Church. And during our Overwhelm series on our second message, talking about Overwhelmed by Love, our recording devices didn't pick up that sermon. So what I thought I would do is, since you may be listening to this series, I wanted to include it. And so I thought I would read through my notes just to give you a gist of what that sermon was about. It was on Mother's Day, and we recognized our youngest mother and our oldest mother and those that uh, have children that have grown, and even those ladies that have not been mothers, uh, those that have been mentors to others. Uh, We are so grateful for them and what they mean to our church and what they mean to you, our listeners. So here we go. Happy Mother's Day to all of our Homeland Park family as we celebrate our mothers and the women who have loved and nurtured us to where we are today. We give them high regard. We thank God for the blessings they are. God uses women as mothers and nurturers to model, teach, and share his love with us. And today, of all days, we are overwhelmed by love. God's love for us and a mother's love for us as well. So as we begin this message, there are a few ground rules I'd like to lay out. Number one, if you think today's sermon is only to be applied to mothers, you are going to miss the blessing every person, male or female, young or old, can benefit from applying this passage to their lives. Just because someone is not a physical mother, it does not mean that she does not have these qualities or need to strive towards them. And obviously there is not one perfect mother, regardless of what we might think. Just like there is not one perfect person. Folks, we are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. He tells us that in Romans 3.23. But we are praising God this morning for the blessing of special women in our lives. But be careful, we're not idolizing them because there is a difference. So I'd like to ask you a question. Has the love you have experienced up to this day propelled you towards God or repelled you away from Him? Well, the first point we want to look at this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verse 19. And that point is that love treasures memories. Luke 2.19 says it this way. It says, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. And she was looking at her little baby boy, the boy Jesus. She was treasuring every moment that she had had with him, the way God had called her to bear him, uh, to be the son of God. Luke wrote his gospel from interviews and firsthand experiences. He sat down with Mary, the mother of Jesus, to record the glorious story of how God came to earth. Mary didn't have Facebook or even a photo album. No one did in her day. What did they leave? What did they have? They had stories, stories to tell, memories to treasure, and people to write them down to keep forever. This is why God gave us the gift of his word. The Bible. Mary told of her encounters with God, the encouragement of her cousin Elizabeth, who was bringing John the Baptist into the world, who would be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. The point here is that a mother's heart 
is filled with memories and treasures of those God has given them the gift of caring for. Also, a mother's purpose. They have a definite purpose. God placed the Savior of the world in the care of a young teenage girl who was getting married. Mary had to have faith in God that she could carry out this task, even though she only knew enough to get by every day. God gave Joseph the faith to believe her. <laughs> and she said, believe me, God got me pregnant. I am sure that he probably thought, one, she's crazy, or number two, that is the worst excuse she could ever, or he could ever hear of her becoming pregnant. But yet, God spoke to Joseph just as he spoke to Mary. And in this story, he gave him the strength to watch over Mary and Jesus. And if children are like their parents, and they are a sum of both of them, then we obviously know that the way Joseph and Mary raised Jesus would be the very traits, the very idiosyncrasies of how even Jesus would smile, how Jesus would laugh, how Jesus would interact with other people. God used Joseph and Mary to teach him those things. And their hearts were filled with love, purpose, and faith that God had given them. Oh, may our hearts be the same. Well, not only does love treasure, love searches. We see in Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52, this is one of the only accounts of Jesus in his childhood, and he's already turned into what we would call a preteen, but really back in the time when this was written, by the time children were in their teenage years, they were seen as adults. But we see here that in Luke 2, 41 through 52, it says, Every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind him in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among the relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple complex, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all of those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them, and he came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with people. We see here that Jesus began to become aware of his greater purpose in life, being the Son of God. And hundreds of people would travel at the time of year when this was written and this account takes place as they would be going back to the festival of the Passover. 
This was a yearly tradition that all Jews made. And so it was not uncommon for large tribes of people. Just think of a huge family reunion traveling together. So the fact that Jesus was missing could have easily been explained. They thought they were at a family member's tent or, or, or traveling with another family member. So don't throw them under the bus thinking they were irresponsible parents. I mean, they were, uh, for their day and their time, they were completely in control, but yet Jesus was in the place that God had called him to be. And during the Passover, one reason that Jesus went to the temple is that the brightest of the brightest teachers would be there assembled in the temples and they would wax eloquently on everything that they knew. So the fact that a 12-year-old boy could come in and teach them something, they were astounded. They were amazed. And I am sure that this was just a premonition. Oh man, I wish I could have been one of those teachers to see this young boy preaching and teaching in so many radical ways. And you know, Joseph and Mary, they knew Jesus was the Son of God. But also, let us not forget, he was their son. Like Mary and Joseph, we can take for granted the fact that Jesus was with them. The moment we take Jesus for granted, it is the moment we wander away from him. If you're a Christian, as I am, when we have lost our fellowship with Jesus Christ, folks, we must actively search to get it back. And for non-Christians, I hope that, that you know that Jesus is right where he needs to be at the right hand of God. And if you're searching for him, that is where you will find him. And as we see Jesus was human, Jesus was God as well. But that didn't mean that he could be disobedient. We see here that Jesus went back to live under his earthly parents' rule for 18 more years. I'm sure maybe you, if you're a parent, have said, my house, my rules to your children. And it was the same thing here. Jesus was God, but yet he was submitting to his parents. Imagine Jesus' defense in an argument with his parents. But he says, but I am the son of God. Jesus never played that card. His obedience to his parents mimicked his obedience to God, his heavenly father. So here's our point here. Our respect, love, and obedience for our mothers, fathers, mentors, and friends, they also reflect our same obedience in our relationship with God. Folks, we cannot treat those who love us like dirt and claim to be living in obedience to God. Well, our third point we see in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Love grieves. Luke 23, 34 says, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. Yes, this was a tragic scene. These were some of Jesus' last words as he's hanging on the cross, dying. For your sins and my sins. The ones that we have carried out. The ones that are in our hearts. And the ones we are yet to carry out. And yet he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. As the guards gambled and threw dice at the foot of the cross. What we see here, how can Mary 
his mother look up and see him in that condition. But he was God, but yet he was her son. Folks, Jesus' death would make the way for us to find salvation. For the thieves that were on both sides of him, for murderers, for sinners, even those who commit those little white lies. We see that Jesus' purpose was greater than Mary's grief. There was nothing Mary could do to start Jesus' life other than be obedient to God when he called her to bear him. And just as there was nothing she could do to start his life, there was nothing Mary could do to save his life. Jesus was always God. Jesus had a specific purpose, and that was to carry out his Father's will so that you and I could have a relationship with God through his Son, Jesus Christ. And you see, Mary's loss was her gain. Jesus' death gave her direct access to God. Just as we have that access, Mary gained that same access. He died for you. He died for me. He died for his mother as well. Folks, Mary is with Jesus today. Make no mistakes. There are no more tears. And if they celebrate Mother's Day in heaven, I can only imagine what kind of recognition Mary is receiving. Folks, God gives children and he takes them away. Everyone is born and everyone dies. To any mother who has lost a child, understand that they were a precious gift from God. And God has a purpose not only in their living days, but in their death as well. Just as with Jesus and Mary. And Mary's pain of losing a son is the best thing that ever happened to you and me. It says in 1 John 2, verse 2, that he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also those of the whole entire world. Folks, because Jesus died, we can live. And for those of us that have hope in Jesus Christ, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are going to see him again. And those that we love who accepted him as their Savior and Lord, we will see them again as well. How do we do that? Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made. Although at the time, Mary's heart was broken to see her son in that condition. To be convicted and executed for a crime he did not commit. Yet, God comforted her. God looked after her. And God used her in a mighty way. Well, also we see that love provides sacrificially. John 19:27 says it this way. It says, Then he said to his disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Folks, we see a beautiful portrait of Jesus' love for his mother, his earthly mother here. Jesus showed concern for her and his family. Even Jesus, while he was on the cross, beginning to breathe his last breath, he never stopped nurturing and caring for his family. Even into our last day, we have a need to nurture and care for something. I have walked down many halls of senior adult facilities and nursing homes to see these precious patients holding on to 
baby dolls and stuffed animals and having pictures and cards displayed all over their room of their family and those that they love, still in their, their last days wanting to nurture and care for something, to have someone to love them. There are many mothers that are in those homes that still love their family and love their children. And there are still many children that love their mothers. I mean, that's just the way we are. But of all people to entrust his mother to, why was it John? Well, pretty much because he was the only one to stay with him and her at the cross. All the other disciples, yes, they ran, they fled, they were scared. What we see here in the life of John and in Jesus' mother, love does not run, even when it gets tough. And just as Jesus was a gift to Mary, Mary was a gift to Jesus. Think about this. Do you treat your family, friends, and those whom God has blessed you with as gifts? Mother's Day is this month. Father's Day is next month. Then there will be Christmas and Easter. We are to honor God, our parents, our children, everyone that God has blessed us with. We are to honor them every day. And when we sacrifice and give to them, they will prosper. For a biblical illustration, we can look at the woman who God used to love and care for Moses in his early life. And that story is found in Exodus 2, verses 1 through 10. Uh, if you remember that story, the issue was that uh, Moses' life was in danger. The king of Egypt declared that all firstborn Israelites should be killed for fear the Israelites would become powerful enough to overthrow the Egyptians. Today, this type of genocide comes at the hands of choice, research, and inconvenience. All over the world, babies, firstborns, are still being killed. But mothers... We see that Moses' mother sacrificed and dedicated herself to God by doing that, following him to do something that was very unconventional. You see, Pharaoh's daughter was a Levi, meaning that she was from the Jewish priestly tribe. And she was the Pharaoh had married a Levite woman, giving birth to this daughter. And then she gave birth to Moses, her, his mother that is, and the Bible says that he was a beautiful son, and she hid him for three months. But at three months, when she could no longer protect him, she gave him to God to protect by placing him in a waterproof basket that would float down the river of the Nile. Much like a mother would give up a child for adoption today, this wasn't a mother just putting the baby in a basket and wishing him the best of luck. She knew that where the basket and the way the current was going, that he would float down into where a lot of the other Egyptian ladies would be bathing and washing and all those other things. Well, also, not only Moses' mother watched after him, but his sister as well. We see God's protection in his sister Miriam. Because the Bible says she stood at a distance and followed her little baby brother, Moses, to see what would happen to him. We see Pharaoh's daughter.
In Pharaoh's daughter, we see God's deliverance. She found Moses. In other words, God led her to Moses, to her while she was on her way to the river for a bath. Moses' sister Miriam found Pharaoh's daughter and suggested that her mother, Moses' original birth mother, unknowingly could be her wet nurse. In other words, Pharaoh's daughter knew that she could not nurse this baby and she needed someone, some lady that was nursing to be able to take care of that. How ironic. Well, it's not ironic. It's God's will that Moses' original mother is the one that nursed him. So Pharaoh's daughter named her son Moses, meaning I drew him out of the water. Folks, before Moses was even born, God had a plan to use these women to love Moses and make him the mighty hero that he would become. Folks, God uses people to do the same in our life today. So in closing, like Jesus, God placed mothers, fathers, guardians, family friends, mentors, etc. to nurture us, just as Mary did for Jesus. So we see by this that we are overwhelmed by love. God gave us mothers and women to nurture us in order to understand God's love and share his love with others. God knew that women that served him, that loved him, that were obedient to him, would be able to show their children his love in the way that they cared for him. Are you overwhelmed by love today? Have you accepted God's love and forgiveness through his son, Jesus Christ? Do you need to offer love and forgiveness to someone else today? John 13, 34, Jesus says this, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for those that may be listening to this podcast that uh, in your will you knew that uh, because I didn't get recorded, the story still needs to be told. That if there is someone there listening to this, Lord, that you bless their hearts. Maybe they are a mother and they remember raising children and how you worked in their lives. Or maybe uh, they have a need. Maybe they have a, a child that has gone wayward. Maybe they have lost a child. Maybe uh, they have gone through with an abortion. Maybe they have just had a very checkered past. Either way, in all of those situations, God, your love is big enough for them. You love them. And may they be overwhelmed by the type of love that where Jesus was on the cross looking down at his mother and John, he would be able to know that his death was serving a greater purpose and that would be their salvation. If someone doesn't know you tonight, as I'm recording this, Lord, and they hear this, you can just say a prayer and repeat after me. You can say, Dear Jesus, forgive me for I have sinned. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and I repent of them. And I turn from my sins and I turn towards you. Save me, Lord. Change me. And teach me to walk into your ways. Amen. If you said that prayer, then you are saved. And you can contact us or get involved in the church. We'll put you somewhere. 
to where we will give you contact information to be able to take this decision and let it change your life. Thanks for listening. And if you're overwhelmed by love, share it with others. Thank you, and God bless.